Lordy, lordy, look who's 40. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. This is our 40th episode. We're sore. We're, we just got into yoga. What else do people do when they're 40? Um, I don't know. I Googled before this when we were cert- when, when I was looking for my topic, what do people do when they're 40 years old? And some of them were like, uh, realize what true beauty is. We also learned to say we're sorry. Some of them were, uh, what was it? Not compromising. The one I thought was funny too was uh, never vacationing in a place that's less pretty than where you live. Yeah, why would you vacation in a place that's not very pretty? Because maybe when you're like you're younger, it's like ironic or like, hey, let's get oh. a bunch of us and go to like this crummy beach house and it's terrible. Oh, there's cockroaches everywhere, but beach life, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, anyways, each week we talk about things like urban legends. Crummy beach houses. <laughs> cryptozoology. Crummy mountain, uh, crummy log cabins. Urban, well, I said urban legends. Yeah. I always want to repeat that one. Urban legends. <laughs> Haunted places. Cryptozoology. Scary stories. My ghost that I have. <laughs> my own. So Your the, ghost or the ghost that you have? The ghost that I'll become, which is also the name of the new metal band I'm starting now that we're 40 and I'm having my early midlife crisis. I'm starting a new metal band called The Ghost I Will Become. And it's a solo. Oh, yeah, that's pretty deep. Well, it's like a solo project thing. It's like a lot of, well, it's it's not too deep. A lot of my songs are very surface level. About Just about like, being 40. Oh, about being 40 and like my head turning around backwards and like I'm like saying Latin backwards, but I'm also upside down. And Oh, so you're a demon ghost. It's my band. Okay. <laughs> well, if you've never listened to us before, each week we research a topic separately and then we share them together. So we kind of listen with you. That's absolutely right. That's our way of haha, having fun. And that's also our way of being inclusive. So 50% of us, the married couple on the couch, are experiencing everything for the first time with 100% of you. That's very... That's 150%, which I think is an arbitrary thing that I said. A lot of percent. It's a lot. It's more than 20%. Yeah. Think about it. Well, last week we (laughs) talked about hypnosis. Yeah. And how kind of creepy that is. And I talked about your horror scopes. Yes. So kind of the dark side of your horoscope sign. Yeah. my You did my horror scope. Yeah. And you would not... Was it you that was not going to survive the zombie apocalypse or was it me? Uh, I think it was both of us because you... Oh, you were stubborn and went off alone. I went off alone. I think you were probably... I was well liked, but I wasn't smart enough. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what happened. But also, thank you to the few of you who reached out. And Lindsay also did some horror scopes for some people as well. Our friends Holly and her son and our buddy Daniel. They were fun. It was very fun. I think, does the offer still stand that if if you want your horror scope, just send us an email at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com or write to us on Twitter at Spooky underscore Spouses and we'll, well, Lindsay will compile your horror scope. Yeah, put it together for you. Well, Get your dark side. We've we've said it before. This is our 40th episode. This is a milestone, I think, right? A lot of people do the like 50 episode. We did 21 when we were 21 years old. Now we're 40. Now that we're, time flies. Time flies when you're 21 and then 40 in a few weeks. I know. 
<laughs> Anyways, that's it. <laughs> okay, well, since we're 40 and I'm starting this week, it has nothing to do with being 40. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I also tried to look for something that was like middle-aged or 40-year-old themed or like... The killers of the 40s. When who who's ever been forty years old and been haunted? Uh, there was one that I thought was funny. The only list that I could find that had forty was the forty most haunted abandoned places in the world. But it was like, man, after ten, the I'm gonna Kmart get Kmart in Madison, Ohio. <laughs> the Kmart that when everyone was in high school, they said turn it into a skate park, but no one did. And then we got one built for us, and it's very bad. It is a pretty bad. I don't even consider it a skate park. It's just like a concrete fenced in area. Yes. And we, a bunch of us in high school, uh, I'm not going to say broken, but we went in there before it was open. And then an old man came out of seemingly out of nowhere and yelled at us about how the city was going to get sued because we were all a liability and then ran away. Oh, boy. Well, my inspiration for my topic this week was, okay, it's it's kind of a little far out there, but this is just the way my brain works. But like anytime there's something ghost related or like little kiddish, the little kid is always what? It's always singing. Oh, yeah, you're right. It always is like singing a little tune. Like that's supposed to be the creepy thing about it. Or like laughing. Well, yeah. Which some people say laughter is the song of the soul. Right. So anyways, I looked up some nursery rhymes, which doesn't sound very scary, but a lot of nursery rhymes have really dark meanings. Yes. The only, the, the one that comes to mind is the Ring Around the Rosie. Yeah. And that was a, supposedly about the plague. Yes. But I'll talk about it a little bit. So the first one I have is the London Bridge is Falling Down. Yeah. So there's a couple of theories about these. I'm not going to totally read the whole um, nursery rhyme to you, but most of the people know what these nursery rhymes are. Mm-hmm. The first theory is that it was the rise and fall of Anne, King Henry VIII of England's wife, because she was accused of adultery oh, and boy. they executed her for treason. Yikes. So they're trying to say that the London Bridge is falling down, like meaning like the rise and fall of England at that time. Sure. So that makes sense. Theory two is people say that it was the literal collapse of the London Bridge from the Viking attacks back in the 11th century. But there's no documented records of any attack on this bridge. So I don't even know what this theory really holds. Like nothing. I don't know. And I, I think like, I mean, I understand like music or song being passed down orally through generations before like written music was it this this is painfully dull what i'm saying but like through written music or manuscript or something but i don't think that that was that that's the case well the last theory is that people believe because there's actually records like documented cases of reports happening in you know around like european countries is that they actually think that they entombed people in the structure of the London Bridge. And they think that they entombed children in the London Bridge to be their quote unquote the watch eternal watchmen of the bridge. There are no bodies that were necessarily found in the bridge, but there have been bodies that were found in several walls of old European structures, like at castles, churches. There was in Bremen, Germany, I think. At least one bridge there was people found in there. Were they 
kid skeletons? Uh, the other ones, no, they were not kids skeletons, but they were, the theory is that there are children skeletons because they were smaller and they could use them kind of as like a glue for the structure. <laughs> so, what? and they, I think this one's a little far out there, but they say because the game that you play when the London Bridge is falling down, it's usually you have two people that join hands to form the arch, which yeah. is the bridge, and then someone's in the middle and you take turns running underneath the bridge until you collapse your arms and then you catch someone. So they think that the bridge is made of children. Was catching <laughs> was catching kiddos. Yeah. And putting them in the bridge's structure. Yeah, and it's using like them as like wood or concrete or Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> now see, I think theory one is the most believable. Oh, that Anne was doing her thing. Yeah. Okay. Because in the lyrics of London Bridge is falling down, the second well, the end of it says my fair lady mm-hmm. and then it says take the key and lock padlock her up. So I think it's just saying it's the rise and fall of England. I never realized it was always, what, what, I don't even remember all the words, but I don't remember take a key and lock her up. That was the second thing. It was the London Bridge is falling down, falling Mm -hmm. down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Take the key and lock pad lock her up, lock pad lock her up, my fair lady. Okay. That's a lot. So I think- so I think that makes a little more sense. Sure. But I think it is kind of weird that like a lot of government things were turned into childhood songs. Because it's like, I mean, think about all the crazy government stuff going on today. Like imagine turning them into songs and then like singing them to like our two-year-old nephew. I'm really glad that we're not doing it because I think that like... That would be very frightening. <laughs> well, it would, it would be a terrifying song. Everyone would cry. But I also think that not talking about it sometimes is better i don't know that's a whole another can of worms but anyways i think just at the end of the day it it just makes me sad yeah i'd rather have just like stupid songs yeah stupid songs like llama 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 songs llama llama songs Songs about molly Dora the explorer yeah sure that's fine okay so the next one is the here we go round the mary the mulberry bush oh yeah which i've heard that one and it's said to mean that it was focused on the chores that you would have to do at a prison in wakefield england or the guards would beat you. Oh, what? So the former warden R.S. Duncan <laughs> makes the case at the prison at Wakefield, England, was served as the original inspiration for the song. In the mid-1800s, the prison added women to its population, and the theory holds that female inmates would sing the song while they exercised with their children around a central mulberry bush in the prison yard. So, yeah. And would the warden... You said uh, his name was what? R.S. Duncan? R.S. Duncan. He was a former warden. And a former donut maker. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he made coffee and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he hand them out. Yeah. Just because he realizes, you know, it's hot out there and they're like running around a mulberry bush. They need the energy with the caffeine and yeah. the donuts. But yeah, so it's supposed to be like, here we go around the mulberry bush and then it goes so early in the morning. So I guess it was because I think women back then, if you got sentenced to prison and you had children and your husbands didn't want to take care of the kid, I think the kids just like went to jail with you. Oh, okay. Well, in a way, I guess that's better than what happened a few hundred years ago or maybe even less than people would just send their kids off. 
So I guess maybe it's good that like they'd I'm walk around rested. the mulberry bush. Yeah, I'm getting rested, but at least I have my daughter, which I is guess ni- so. which is nice. I mean, bummer for her, but selfishly, I guess good for me because at least I got my daughter in prison. <laughs> Perfect place for children. Well, it's just like uh, what is the show? Orange is the new black. So maybe when like haunted investigation teams, like maybe if they hear children in prisons, they always say like, if you hear a child, it could actually be a demon disguised as a child. Mm-hmm. Maybe it actually is just the spirit of a child. Yeah, because they're arrested with mom or dad. Maybe. Okay, so Ring Around the Rosie, you kind of brought up a little bit. It was said to date back for the Great Plague in London in 1665. They had the symptoms of the bubonic plague is the pink rosy cheeks. So that's the Ring Around the Rosie. The posies were um, believed to be carried around to fight off illness. So I guess they believe back then if you carried a bunch of posies in your pockets, you would not die. And then, you know, obviously the ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yes. It's cremating the bodies that died of the plague. But people fight this and say that they don't really think that's what the song is about because I guess symptoms of the Black Plague, people would not get rosy, like rash-shaped stuff on their like skin. Mm -hmm. So they don't believe that the song was actually about that, but... I think it kind of makes sense. It makes sense. Well, okay, let's think of other things it could be about. Ring around the rosy. Maybe I can't think of anything right now that'd be particularly fun well, to listen to. Well, and the to. posies. Well, because the bubonic plague was just like, I don't know, I guess you smelled bad. So I think that's why they carried the pocket full of herbs because I don't know what posies would do to like fight off an illness, but... I mean, it I would guess make you smell better. It make you smell better, and you know, like there, there's all the things now with like taking certain types of herbal supplements, like echinacea or something like that. Our friend Danny is growing witch hazel in her yard specifically for medicinal purposes. I mean, so there's there's a, a pretty long history of using herbs as medicine. Right. So I can understand that. But I mean, you could just pop a few ibuprofen if you feel like you got the bubonic plague coming on. Or you just have your kids sing about everybody dying. I don't know. Well, um, they say that happiness, you know, song leads to laughter, leads to happiness, leads to uh, curing disease. Patch Adams. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Patch Adams. Oh. It's done. Solved. Perfect. Okay, so the next one is Mary Mary Quite Contrary. I don't know about this one. I mean, I know the, I think I know the song, but I don't know what this Mary one is. Mary Mary Quite Contrary, How Does Your Garden Grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. Now, I've heard a lot of, again, with the Queen Mary back in the day. And, you know, she was referred to as Bloody Mary. It was Queen Mary the First. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was referred to as Bloody Mary because she used to kill a bunch of Protestants. She was kind of just a horrible person. Sounds bad. But they say that this song is about her. And they said it is the rhyme refers to Bloody Mary, Mary, Mary. And the garden refers to the growing cemeteries as she filled them with Protestants. The silver bells and cockle shells were implied that they were the instruments of torture that she used to behead people. Okay, so I don't know what either of those would be. Cockle Just shell... torture devices. Oh, okay. So maybe like colloquial terms or slang terms for different types of torture devices. Yes. Maybe based on appearance or something. That's what they're saying. Okay. So there's that whole, you know, theory about it. There's also theories that like she couldn't have children. So the question of like, how does your garden grow is supposed to mean like, 
you can't have children. I mean, there's a couple different theories. I thought that was the creepiest one. If that is true, it's like, oh, let's sing a cute little song about how the queen just kills a bunch of people. Well, it's scary. So the next one is it's raining, it's pouring. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's raining men. (laughs) It's raining men. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. It's raining men. (laughs) It's just about a bunch of guys that are dancing and they're everywhere. That's it. So it's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. He went to bed and bumped his head and couldn't get up in the morning. So pretty straightforward if you think about it. Um, A guy was apparently careless and he hit his head and went to bed and did not wake up. Maybe concussion. Maybe... Well, they're implying that he's dead. Oh, well, yeah. But like, I mean, he hit his head so hard he died right away. Or he hit his head and he was like, let me just lay down for a second. It hurts. And then he didn't wake up because he hit his head so hard. Yeah. So it's just kind of a sad song. It is a sad song. That old man just died, most likely. Yeah. Well, I would say for sure. Because (laughs) the last line is he didn't wake up. Yeah. There's no like side thing of like... And then he's okay. He went to work that day. He didn't wake up in the morning, but his but his ghost went to work for him, clocked in, did the job, raised his kids. He got a promotion. Was an excellent husband and father. Ghost dad. Ghost dad, starring a well, terrible person. Yeah, I was going to say, Ghost dad isn't a cool movie anymore. No, it's a really bad movie. It's a bad movie now. Okay, so Rockabye Baby. Oh, this one's weird. Do you know about this one? On the treetop. Yeah, rockabye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. Yeah, it's basically kind of literally what it means. Like, I guess Native Americans back in the day, they, because they were very spiritual, and they used to make cradles for the babies and put them up in the trees. And when the wind would blow, the cradles would sway and it would put the babies to sleep. Well, see, now that actually does sound nice and very peaceful. It sounds like a bunch of baby hammocks, right, which but I then can get behind. Towards the end of it, I mean, it says the cradle will fall and down will come baby, cradle and all. So obviously they had some casualties. How true do you think that story is? You know, I don't know. I also don't know. I mean, it could be a total myth. It could be pretty legit. I mean, it doesn't sound super far off of something I feel like back then they would have done, but... What this does make me think of, again, is the whole idea of a bunch of baby hammocks, and that sounds really nice. Like a bunch of trees strung up with awesome hammocks. Just crying. Well... Just a bunch of crying trees. In my... (laughs) There's like a thunderstorm out there, and you're like, probably going to put the baby out there. Well, we got to head inside because it's raining. I understand that our baby's in the tree, but... It's it's raining. We got to get inside. It'll rock it to sleep. It'll be, be fine. fine. It's They're... really windy. He likes it really windy. <laughs> He's asleep. It creepy either way. Yeah, it is really creepy either way. So, okay. So another one is Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. Now, I think this one's weird because I didn't realize the words. And yeah. it's Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. He had a wife and couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell and there he kept her very well. So it's kind of implying when you think about it that he wanted to v- divorce his wife and he killed her and put her in a pumpkin. Yeah, kind of. It it, it sounds like she wanted to leave him. Or then, something went on. And then he went, nah, I think I'm going to capture you. And then captured her. Well, the, what I looked up is that the rhyme was supposed to serve as a warning for young girls about infidelity. So he, they're implying that... Peter's wife was a little bit of a harlot and oh, he's like keep her quote unquote. He couldn't keep her and so he killed her and hid her body in a giant pumpkin shell. Well, there was a nursery rhyme that I don't I don't know if it was necessarily American or whatever, but it was similar 
And it was Eeper Weeper, chimney sweeper. He had a wife but could not keep her. Had another, didn't love her. Up the chimney, he did shove her. That's terrifying. So it's kind of similar to our Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, but it's just a different version of it. I think the Peter Pumpkin one, at least comparatively, is a lot more tame. Well, I think it's difficult to hide a body in a pumpkin. I think it's even more difficult to shove a body inside of a chimney. Well, well, if I you mean, got a giant pumpkin, have you seen some of the pumpkins they like show for like What if biggest... you have a really little wife? Well, then that's easier. Then you could really put her in the pumpkin. You could hide anyone. Oh, what I'm saying is you could hide <laughs> you could hide anybody in a pumpkin that you wanted if the pumpkin was large enough. In, yeah, uh, you'd have to have like a champion winning pumpkin. Oh, yeah. I w- so a few summers ago for a summer job, I was working at a nursery. And at this nursery, they every fall had a big pumpkin show, a big pumpkin contest, and people would bring in their pumpkins from all over Ohio. Was it creepy guys with their harlot wives in them? You know, I no was one never, ever looked in there. No one ever looked inside <laughs> the pumpkin. Maybe if you buried your wife in a pumpkin and then planted that pumpkin, a bigger pumpkin would grow next year. Well, you would have to chop somebody up and put them inside of the pumpkin seeds. Ghost pumpkin wife. Which would be a better movie than <laughs> Ghost Dad. Where it's oh, 100%. A, which is a big, yeah, a big pumpkin. But some of these pumpkins were like, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Monstrosity pumpkins. Well, Peter, hide, Peter had a good pumpkin. You could hide anybody in that thing. I'll get in there and hide myself just to make a point. I'll crawl. What I'm saying is I'll crawl in a pumpkin to prove a point. Okay. (laughs) Well, the next one, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. So that one seems like, oh yeah, Jack and Jill, they went to go get some water and they fell. But they think that this poem originated in France. So the characters of Jack refers to King Louis and Jill is Queen Marie Antoinette. And if you know anything about the history of that, basically King Louis did a really bad job and Marie Antoinette just lived lavishly and didn't really care. And that basically tumbled the, you know, France and there was the whole reign of terror in 1793. So they're saying that Jack went to go get this great thing for France. He failed. He broke his crown, meaning like they beheaded him. And then Jill was beheaded right after. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So they think that it was originated in France and it was supposed to mean it was the whole start of the reign of terror. Yeah. Molly. Okay. So this one I never heard of. Maybe you have. It's called. Yep. I know it. (laughs) You're going to say the one Charlie Charlie. Wow. No, Charlie Charlie is that weird game that you can play that you can ask it questions and it's supposed to be like a ghost. Did we talk about that? A long time ago. Really? That game, Charlie Charlie, like the Midnight Man and... Oh, yeah. But this one goes, ladybug, ladybug, fly away home. Your house is on fire. Your children will burn, except for the little one whose name is Anne, who hide away in a frying pan. It sounds like the person who made that one up was like, hey, everyone, what? So they were in, I assume all of these took place in England for some reason, but I just imagine. Most of them, yeah. Someone, I mean, the last one was kind of France and. But I imagine someone being like, oh, you guys, I, I'm surprised you guys don't know that one nursery rhyme song. They're like, oh, which one? They're like, oh, it's this one that goes like this. And they made it up <laughs> as they were going. It was um, a freestyle. Yeah, because I had never heard of Ladybug Lady. Charlie Horse, Charlie Horse, you're. 
pants are my are, are nice. Your shoes are great and your socks are great. You don't know that one? If you steal my pants, then I'll do a dance. And it'll look like this. And then that's when someone invented flossing, the cool dance. Oh, yeah. That's how flossing came about. Is this nursery rhyme? Mm -hmm. Well, it said that farmers, they needed beneficial qualities of ladybugs every year. So after harvest and before the fields were burned to start over again, they would chant this rhyme in hopes of the ladybugs surviving and coming back the following year. Oh, great. So a little... A little farming witchcraft. Yeah, but then the other theory of this song is that it's speculation that the rhyme originated from the Great Fire of London in 1666. Okay, so both totally different things. Yeah, so one is kind of innocent of like the farmers just saying like, hey, I hope I don't murder you all because I need you next year. And then the other one's like, oh, no, it totally originated from like this horrible thing that happened in like London. Now, I do know that ladybugs are important for gardens because one thing that I didn't know is that when I was living in Oregon, my sister-in-law, I went with her to the store and she purchased a Tupperware full of ladybugs. She just went and bought a thing of ladybugs. And like that was a thing you could do from like a gardening store. Did she tell you she was buying ladybugs before you went or you just went and she was like, here's a thing. I went with her. I believe we went a few doors down to a garden store that's not there anymore called 7Ds and one in there and she went, yep, just this little uh, bucket of ladybugs. It's like where, like I never in my, never in my life, even like at a pet store, have I gone and just bought bugs, like a big crate of bugs. Yeah, but I guess if you have a garden, they're really good for it. I think they eat like aphids or something, like the little tiny green buggies. Maybe. I don't know anything about it. Green All I buggies. know is it's it's weird to buy a Tupperware thing full of bugs. <laughs> maybe it was for murder purposes. Yeah, Janet is also like a little bit too nice, so maybe she has some dark secrets. Maybe ladybugs like eat bodies. Oh, like pigs when people are like, oh, I'll feed you to the pigs. Yeah. You know how people say that one all the time? Yeah, I'll feed you to the pigs. <laughs> if you're like an Italian mobster from the 20s, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll feed you to the pigs. That was, no, I, I was Irish, kind of. You were Irish, and it, which, which is funny because you and I both talked I'm not, about it. I can never do an Irish accent. You can never it just do, came out of nowhere. Well, you can never really do most. Most of your I accents. I can't really do any accent, yeah. And the fact that you, you know, what is it? Full hog. No. <laughs> No pun intended, I guess. If It'll never ho- happen again. So, you know, it's recorded now. Did so, I say wow. full hog? Half hog. Whole hog. Isn't that a Wild thing? hogs, like that the movie. The fact that you went John Travolta wild hog and you did a pretty okay Irish accent <laughs> is really funny. Okay. So then we have three, three blind mice. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the three blind mice. Yeah, ready for it. Okay, so Three Blind Mice, this is a pretty popular one. This is said to believe that it's about Queen Mary again, Bloody Mary. A lot of royalty. Yeah, so it's just basically about her killing Protestants because she was, you know, Bloody Mary. Big battle, Bloody Mary. Big battle. And she said that, or it was reported that she killed three Protestant bishops that were convicted of plotting against Mary, and she had them burnt at the stake. But it was said that she had them blindfolded and dismembered as she... As it's referred to in the rhyme. So, you know, it goes three blind mice, see how they run. They all run after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you oh, 
ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice. So it's supposedly supposed to be about her killing these three Protestant bishops that were plotting against her. She cut off their arms and cut off their legs and then each finger and then each toe and <laughs> cut out their tongue and ripped yeah, out their teeth. Yeah, what if it really went into like really <laughs> detailed stuff and you had like little kids just like chanting like... Cut open their tummy, took out their spleen and then their stomach <laughs> and then each lung and then their liver and pancreas. That's a lot of things. <laughs> and then opened their stomach and looked at inside of it and then saw what they were eating and then it was funny and learned about mice and science and stuff. This one, I didn't think it was too interesting, but you know the pop goes the weasel? Yes. Well, it's supposed to date back in the 1700s, and it's just basically slang for pawn your coat. Like selling your coat? Yeah, so a bunch of poor people would go <laughs> to the pub and get all drunk, and then they would like go sell their coat because like the only thing they could do was like drink and like sell their stuff to drink. Sell your coat. So when you go to sell your coat next time, just tell them, I'm going to pop the weasel <laughs> hey yeah i'll i'll come to the bar i'll i'll mine my pints and quarts or my p's and q's and then i'm gonna walk next door and pop my weasel <laughs> so one of my favorite ones is oh my darling clementine ah. i didn't realize that it was about a girl that drowned no i thought it was about a girl who um would constantly just pop her weasel <laughs> no <laughs> no I didn't mean so I didn't mean for that. The narrator of this nursery rhyme recalls for his lost love a big footed miner's daughter who gets a splinter in her toe and stumbles into a river. Because he can't swim, he stood nearby and watched her drown. There she goes. The song is meant to be lighthearted, but it still kind of paints a pretty vivid picture in the song. Because like part of the verses of it is ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. Oh, my God. But at last, I was no swimmer, so I lost my clementine. I saw her sinking and I waved lighter. And she gave like, me how, a peace like, was sign. He, I just like picture him like standing there like drinking a beer. Like, oh, man. Or cheer wine. A little cheer wine. Do you think, I like to think because this is, you know, a story. It's a make-believe story that she looked up at him from underwater. She was slowly sinking and did like a, what's the deal? And he went and he mouthed, can't swim. And then like did the swim motion and then said no. And then she went, oh, okay, and then waved, and he, like, gave her a peace sign. And he just said, oh, my darling, Clementine. Sorry, I can't swim. And he did the he did the, the swimming and, like, a thumbs down. Bad you're doing swimmer. a lot of hand movements right now, and I don't think you realize that you're on a podcast where people can't see you. Bad swimming. So if you can't see Jordan, he's, like, making a hook-looking thing with his arms, and he's opening his mouth really wide. I don't know what that means, I but- got a D. And swim I got a D minus. <laughs> that that's him mouthing it to her while she's slowly singing. She's like, I can't understand you. And he's like, I'm not good at it. And then and then after she drowned, he was sad and then popped his weasel and then bought more. Let's bought more let's beers. stop with the pop the weasel thing. <laughs> Sell your coat. Maybe he sold her coat and then had a beer. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, while you're drowning, could you throw up your coat? I could pop that weasel down at the store. <laughs> And I can get me a beer. At least make Bad the best out swimmer. of this situation. Get throw up your coat. That's I, don't know. I don't know why you keep opening. Oh, anyway. Because she's underwater and can't hear him. Oh, so that's your drowning? No, that's him talking to her under oh, the water okay. and mouthing. And hopefully We've she can still see him. We've talked about this way too long. But anyways, I was kind of sad because that's kind of one of my favorite little nursery rhymes. Yeah. 
I like Oh My Darling Clementine. Well, Clementine, I think, is a very cute name as well. It's adorable. I love it. Uh-huh. So here's some like from other countries around the world because we kind of stumbled into like U.S., a lot of England, a little bit of France. But I, like I said, I'm not good at accents and I'm really bad at pronouncing <laughs> things in accents. So I'm going to try my best. But in Brazil, they have a nursery rhyme called Nana Nini. I think Nananini is it. I think Nananini. And this invokes Kuka. And that's a crocodile hag from like an urban legend. And it basically is, it tells you that your parents are not there to protect you. Oh. And this monster or boogeyman or crocodile or whatever it is. Yeah, crocodile Is hag. lurking on the roof. And it's supposed to put your child at ease. But it Why? basically... It, Why? I don't know. It basically tells you how scared you should be of this thing. And then it's like, but don't worry. Like all the time. Because your parents won't won't protect you. So this enforces, Kuka, uh, Nananini, enforces the fact that there's a crocodile lady. We'll just say a haggagator. You said it was a crocodile hag or a haggadile. Or a boogeyman. Who lives on top of your roof. And that, hey, always be a little scared. Yeah. In Spain, they have a duramente niño. Lindsay, that was, even if, I can't see your notes, but that was the best pronunciation you've ever done. Well. Ever. Yeah, you haven't looked at the actual word. I could have just made it up. Half court shot. This lullaby slash nursery rhyme from Spain warns you that if you don't go to sleep, a shape-shifting monster called Coco will eat you up. Similar to Kuka. So Kuka. And, well, I mean, you know. A lot of these urban legends kind of start sounding the same, but it is supposed to be this like shape-shifting wolf. Oh. And if you don't go to sleep, it will eat you. Okay. In Russia, they have, okay, this is a hard one. Okay. I think it's a Bayoshiski Bayou. Okay. I think that's perfectly fine. So this is also a wolf and it likes to get you while you're sleeping and drag you off the edge of your bed and then drag you into the woods and eat you. Okay, maybe Krampus kind of a thing, right? Like sees you when you're sleeping, snatches you up. Well, Krampus puts you in a puts you in a pouch and runs away. I just think these these other nursery rhymes are kind of way worse than ours. Yeah, duck I mean, duck they goose. Don't, they well, don't that's even... a, that's a game. <laughs> in Italy, they have Nina Nana. Nina Nana. Nina Nana. It's an old hag. What's well, a lot of hag stuff? A lot of old a lot hags. Of, a lot. A lot of, of wolves. Well, and what was the one? Nin, uh, the the first one from Brazil. Nanny, was, n- Nanny Nooner, what is it? Yeah, it was similar. It was the Nana Nini. Nana Nini, and this one's called Nini Nana? The Nini Nana. What is going on here? Everyone's talking. Well, this one is an old hag, boogeyman type character, <laughs> that your mother just gives them you. So, oh, so kind of just if you're bad, your mother just gives you to this old hag. Okay, so she says, here scary. we go. Hey, you're you're being bad. Time to go to the hag. And the last one I have was really cool because actually the band, if anyone knows, Sigaros yes. from Iceland, they actually sing this nursery rhyme. And Icelandic is very hard. So the Bayum Bayum Bambalo. I'm going to say you crushed it 100% <laughs> because I don't know anything about Icelandic. But... I don't know anything about the creature, but it's supposed to be Iceland's scariest creature of all. And no one knows what it is, 
and it just knows where you are and is always just lurking. That is the creepiest one because I am, I mean, think about it. What's scarier in a movie? What's scarier in real life? Actually seeing the monster? Or not or, knowing where it is. Or not knowing what it looks like and where it is and what it's doing and your mind just goes crazy. So this boogie monster in Iceland could be anything and it could do anything and it's always just waiting and that's that's the creepiest thing to me and you can hear it sung by cigarros which they make it really majestic and kind of dark and a little creepy and it's really cool whenever i listen to cigarros now i don't listen to them very often because whenever i do i just want to lay in a field in a meadow maybe (laughs) in iceland whether it's either super sunny and beautiful or it's just pouring rain and just cry my eyes shut and just blast cigarros but I've, it's such beautiful music. Right. And if you listen to this one, it's kind—it's a little bit different than what they usually put out there. So it's really kind of cool. It kind of has a cryptic vibe. Did you listen to this one while I was mowing the grass about an hour ago? I did. Ah, good. And it was kind of cool. But yeah, check it out. Did you stare at me out of the window the whole like the whole length of the song while like, I was mowing I'm the grass? I'm lurking. I'm always lurking. And I felt my heart my heart grew <laughs> because I was like, I feel like I'm being watched by Lindsay. And that's fine. And that's not as scary as the creepiest creature in Iceland. No, I would say it's significantly less scary. Yeah. So those are just some nursery rhymes. There are so many more. I described a few that like people usually know or, you know, there's always. And then there's like the creepy horror store ones like the Freddy coming for you five six pick up sticks you know you know those ones four three uh just for me diaper diaper that one no i don't think there's a diaper diaper <laughs> but yeah just creepy nursery the rhymes. diaper diaper nursery rhyme yeah it's like you you sing it before you go to bed and then you're supposed to wake up in the middle of the night and you're wearing a diaper all of a sudden it's like what the heck Oh, boy. Yeah, I went scary. Sing it. We'll we'll sing it before we go to bed tonight. Yeah, well, maybe we should tidy up a little bit, a little haunted housekeeping. I am fine with that. It's dirty in here. It's actually not because you and I just cleaned our house yesterday. It's too cleansed in here. We need to haunt it up. Let's haunt it up. (laughs) So haunted housekeeping now implies forever, starting at episode 40 until the end of our podcast which is episode 43 uh i'm just joking but haunted housekeeping means bring some bring some boogies into this place and unleash your ghosts open up your ghostbuster ghost box right and let them all out sure okay okay (laughs) well we'll see each and every one of you in three two one Our first sponsor this week is our rideshare buddies over at Lyft. Not L-I-F-T, but L-Y-F-T. Lyft. Lyft. Not Lyft. Lyft. If you've ever used a rideshare, I think they're absolutely wonderful. And we can get you $5 off your first ride. That's absolutely right. If you download Lyft right now and sign up, right now or i mean whenever you want if you're about to if if you're sitting at home comfortably or if you're at work or something don't worry about it but if you want to take a ride with lyft go ahead download it and use our promo code spouses all uppercase and you can get five dollars off your very first ride yeah they will lift you up and take you where you want to go say you just want to go a mile down the road and it's probably going to be about five bucks, get a free ride to the grocery store. You'll probably have to pay the $5 on your way back home, or you can just walk back to your house, 
But hey, at least you didn't waste any gas and you were being environmentally friendly. Clean up some of the cars on the road now and get a <laughs> take a ride with Lyft because hey, there's just too many cars out Riding there. Riding is the new driving. That's their That's yeah, their motto. That's their 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 cool tagline. We've used Lyft before. It's great. We've never had a bad experience. It's awesome especially if you're traveling or just putzing around a big city. Yeah, when we were in South Carolina, we used Lyft exclusively when we only made a few trips because we were at the beach most of the time and Lyft is great. I like Lyft a lot and I also just like that their whole steez is pink. It's just fun. (laughs) How fun? Pink. Too many things are like slate gray, matte black, blue, white. Not Lyft. Not Lyft. Bright pink. So again, download Lyft and use the promo code SPOUSES, all capitalized, and you can get $5 off your very first ride with Lyft. Do you want to say the tagline again? Riding is the new driving. Seriously. <laughs> Our next sponsor is for muslin backpacks. Jordan has a muslin backpack. He likes to put things in it. He puts his iPad, his shoes, his ukulele. Two more things. His tuba. One more. Well, not his tuba. Okay, one more. Um, Another shoe, so, just one. Okay, so you took out tuba and that's only four, so now there's one more. Um, and his shirts. And well, my shirts. Well, my shirts. Oh, your shirts? Yeah, you put a couple of my shirts in there because you miss me. I do miss you. <laughs> and like a, and, and like a puppy, when you're crate training them, I need to smell your scent to not feel so scared when I'm out there in the world. Yeah. Muslim has really fashionable bags. There's some cool patterns. You have the watermelon one. I do, which is pink mostly just like like salmon yeah it's like a salmon there's a little bit of like white specks in it kind of yeah it's fashionable it's nice it's functional hey and if this i know that we're kind of an intimidating pair we're pretty tough and we like to do really tough stuff but if that's not tough enough just me having a pink backpack and Lindsay owning a bunch of glasses from warby parker another sponsor Lindsay's mom's boyfriend just considered getting a muslin backpack to use while he rides his motorcycle so cool if that's not tough stuff if that's not a sleeveless shirt anthropomorphized i don't know what is if that's not a barbed wire tattoo with legs i don't know what is and you can also save ten dollars by going to their website and using the discount code jordan reed <laughs> j-r-d-n reed yeah and you can get ten dollars off your first bag i know that classes are starting for most people if you're in college if you're not in college you're in high school middle school elementary school or preschool but i mean get a muslin bag and how cute if you have a kid in preschool or kindergarten to get him an oversized backpack that they could fit their younger sibling in and take him to school for show and tell how fun how fun is that so if you'd like a fashionable bag in only two sizes small or large which is the large is a little bit bigger than the small and the small one's not really even small so i think they need to reevaluate their sizes but if you'd like to get a bag go to muzzum.com that is m-u-z-m-m.com use the coupon code jordan reed at checkout for ten dollars off your very first bag get a bag put your stuff in it carry it around care about your carrying say it even louder Care about your carrying. (laughs) (laughs) Care about your carrying, guys. Okay. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. 
Hopefully, if you have a kid, if you have two kids, the older of the two has the younger of the one of them in their <laughs> book bag with their head popping out like, oh, we're so, we're, we're just being crazy. And you're taking a photo and you're putting it on the gram, but keeping your kids anonymity. And you're also uh, going to ride to the grocery store. In your lift, in your ride share. My topic for our 40th episode I felt like, what do people like to do when they turn 40? They like to complain that they're 40 years old. Take naps. Take naps. A lot of people like to feel relevant again, right? Okay, yeah. They're like, I need a new car. I need young. I need a cool tank top that says like fleek on it or like squad goals or something. Rosé all day. It says rosé all day. I did see uh, there was a woman I saw walking around today when we were at Ikea. Spoilers, because <laughs> spoilers for what? I don't really know. But there was a woman walking around that had a shirt that said rosé in the USA, oh. which is a brand new one. See, I would want... To rosé in another country besides the U.S. Oh, I would love to. Let's go rosé in France. Like, yeah. Could you imagine roséing in France? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh my beautiful. word, Jordan. Oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. Just totally beautiful. <laughs> How was your vacation to France? Oh. I don't even get me started. Beautiful. Rosé all day. We roséed all day, okay? <laughs> so there. Sachet away. We, yeah, and our flight leaves, we have to do, we, we have to sashay away. But in order to be relevant, my topic for this week, well, I already had a breaking booze, but I found out very recently that I have some brand new cryptid watch going on. Oh, yeah? Brand new. Yeah, super brand new. First, I'm going to get into my breaking booze. Okay, I'm ready for your breaking booze. I, again, I got this breaking booze from The Mirror, which is that British website, right, that has all the paranormal breaking news stuff. Gotcha. Now, they don't call it breaking booze. That's trademarked our show because you came up with it, and it's very good. Okay. So, this breaking booze, there was a 19-year-old. Her name's Rosie Bolton from the UK. Yeah. Uh, they use her full name, so I'll use her full name. Now, what Rosie Bolton likes to do, I believe, is go to like creepier haunted places and they like her and her buddies dress up, quote unquote, fashionably. To me, it's a little scandalous. It's a little like, okay, we get it. And like, they, like punk Rocky? A or little like, like, a little ghost like, hunty Rocky? Yeah, kind of like gothy, ghosty, punky Rocky, sort of like tattoo y. Yeah, Wiccan stuff, and they take photo shoots at creepy places. Gotcha. But not even on good cameras, like on their phones. But it's like, okay, whatever. Okay. I guess I guess it's it's better because you're out of your house and you're not just taking a bunch of selfies and some like fun new outfits that you bought, right? Yeah. So this one, I will say right away, it's not necessarily a hoax, but it's non-evidence. But they were like brand new uh, breaking breaking footage of uh, an apparition caught on camera. And it's the photo of this old church or an old abbey, I believe, or a monastery or something where this rosy girl said, look, I, I, I looked at my photos when I left and I found what I thought to be a hooded monk in my photo and I was excited so I clicked on the link and I read the thing and like finally I saw the photo and there are these windows that look kind of like they're in the figures of a hood uh, of a like hooded monk or something okay and I believe it was just a reflection of like a of a window behind the window and it's like it's just it, it's the exact same shape of the window they that, can't zoom in on it or well, like it was zoomed in oh it was zoomed in but like the hooded monk was the exact same shape as the window it was seen in so, so you don't believe it not for a second so I think 
this goes to directly to the mirror.co.uk or whatever. I, I forget it. That's why I say whatever. But I think vet your stuff and make sure that you're not putting bogus. Cl- now, I feel like saying putting bogus paranormal stuff is a little bit silly. But like anyone could look at that photo and know that it's baby garbage. Yeah. So whatever. They're just fishing. They're just fishing for some ghosts. They're just fishing for phantoms. Fishing That's- and wishing. <laughs> That's okay. what I say. Yeah. When, every day. When do you say, oh, every day you say it? Yeah. When did you say it today? Just now. Well, yeah. When Earlier you, today, too. When was that? Um, When the coffee wasn't made and you weren't really up yet. Okay. And I was like, I'm just fishing and wishing in here in the kitchen. For some brown drip. No, don't say that. Brown drip? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, my topic for this week, for our 40th episode, I wish I was, oh, I even thought about it while I was getting a shower earlier. I was like, oh, I need to find a champagne bottle sound effect, like popping the cork or something oh, right. to play for our episode, but I woofed it. I totally goobered it Try up. Try to do your best pop noise. Oh, I got it right here. Ready? Was that the champagne coming Yeah, out? that was the champagne. Now you do your pop. Oh, I can't pop. Try. I can't pop lock and drop. That's okay. Try, try another way. Pop. <laughs> that's the carbonation yeah that's the our, bubbles yeah so that's our champagne but we just popped our rosé all day in france <laughs> okay so there i have some breaking news cryptid corner but cryptid corner we're not well yeah i guess i am kind of profiling a cryptid um yeah. there is a brand new as of like i think like what a month and a half ago brand new skunk ape sighting in florida Oh, yeah. You talked about this like maybe like 10 episodes ago or something like that. Not this one. I, oh, I thought I you talked covered about, the skunk ape. Well, I'm I'm sure I brought up the skunk ape. The, the, the skunk ape is just like a regional name for a Bigfoot. Right. I probably talked about the skunk ape. I know you and I have talked about Bigfoot before, but this is the brain, like the, the most recent sighting on record of the skunk ape in Florida. Okay. And I thought it was exciting. So I thought I would share it with everyone here on the show. Yeah. We're at in Florida. Mayaka City or Mayaka. M-Y-A-K-K-A City, Florida. Mayaka. At first I thought you were just going to say Miami wrong. Mayaki. In Miami. Miami. In Miami, Florida. Miami. In Miami, Florida. No, Mayaka or Miyaka. I don't know how they say it. Okay. Uh, but somewhere in Florida. It's in Manatee County, so that's cute. Aw. Yeah. That's so nice. Is it manatees? Manatees in Manatee County? Well, it's I would venture. I them. would venture a guess that there's maybe some little areas in which people have seen manatees in Manatee County. Well, I wonder if the Bigfoots are friends with the manatees. Lindsay, they're skunk apes, and they are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Proven fact, Bigfoot skunk ape loves manatees. I would imagine, because the manatees are slow and docile, that skunk apes crawl under the water and ride them around. I don't know if the manatees would like that. Well, if the Bigfoot or the, the skunk apes are like feeding them like cabbage and carrots and stuff. Yeah, then they'd be okay. Yeah. I bet okay. you. I bet you. I think that's actually right. Now, I do know that we have listeners in Florida. So if you're listening right now and you've either captured a skunk ape or you know of a skunk ape or you know a friend of a friend who owns a skunk ape, let us know. Where are you hiding your skunk ape? Where are you hiding that skunky? That's what I always <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. This skunk ape sighting 
comes from Miyaka or Mayaka, Florida. There was a couple, a husband and a wife, driving around, and they were uh, on this road that was, I guess, not really well-traveled recently because there were some tropical storms that were passing through, and they were driving along. It was along... uh, like a pond or a lake or something, or, well, probably part of the ocean maybe is popping up. I don't know where Mayaka is in Florida. I didn't do that much research to keep, you know, with on trend of the show. <laughs> and they saw a skunk ape. So one of, the, one of the things that makes me think that this is credible is that the woman did not provide a name because she thought maybe... Of, this, of her or of the her skunk ape? Oh. Well, yeah, I don't think she was like... <laughs> I'm not going to provide the 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 skunk Sorry. ape's name, Sorry, but his name, confused. but his name was Larry. <laughs> I don't want to uh, provide anything, but it rhymed with Barry, it and rhymed, it started with an L. It rhymed with Barry David, and it sounds it rhymes <laughs> with the one of the co-creators of Seinfeld, also the star of the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I'm not giving his name. It rhymes with Barry David. Barry David, the Bigfoot. Well, let me ask you that: Do you think that's credible or not credible that she didn't provide a name? Well, I mean, I know a lot of people don't provide names when it comes to like Bigfoot stuff or alien stuff because a lot of people think that they're crazy. Yes. So I just don't necessarily like, I don't know if I would provide a name if I saw something really out of the ordinary and I was kind of like unsure of what I saw, but like still wanted to provide the information. Like, I think I might be a little hesitant because I wouldn't want people to like, you know, give me some Bigfoot hatred if I saw a skunk ape or a Bigfoot and... They knew who I was. They or people or the 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 opposite. If people were like, "Oh, thank God, Lindsay knows about Skunk Ape." Now I'm now I'm just gonna like and you ask got weird her to followers. like. And then people want you to come to their meetings, and people want you to wear their T-shirts that says, "I saw the Skunk Ape," and all I got was this lousy T-shirt or whatever. <laughs> um, but I I wrote here in all caps with four exclamation marks that I think this is credible that she did not provide a name. So this happened in June of this year, 2018. Also, no exact day that was recorded. And I guess this uh, report was just uploaded to this website two hours before, uh, two hours prior to when we were recording this episode at six o'clock on Sunday. Okay. So at 4 p.m. on Sunday in August, this, I guess everything was finalized and the BFRO, the Bigfoot Fields Researchers Organization or whatever, just posted the stuff and now it's nationwide news. So uh, I guess maybe she saw it in June, didn't report it until recently, or they were vetting it or something. I don't know. But there's also no specific day recorded. But there is a specific time. Well, kind of. It was around 6.45 p.m. Okay. So she was driving with her husband. Uh, The area in which they were driving was flooded recently on account of the recent uh, tropical storm Alberto around the area. She talked to the BFRO member R which is Richard, Robert, Randy, Ronald, doesn't matter, Monteith, R. Monteith. Okay. And she said, quote, The road has been used infrequently due to the recent storms. I looked to the left and saw what appeared to be a big pile of particularly dark or wet uh, Spanish moss, which is prevalent around the area, right? Right. Swampy areas and stuff like that. She realized, uh, after looking at it for a few seconds because they were driving by, that, oh, that's a little bit too dark to be Spanish moss, and it wasn't like a pile. It was this thing that was like kind of like half-crouching or whatever, a little bit farther away, and it was a bipedal thing, a big, dark, wet and soggy bipedal skunk ape, allegedly. Yeah. That looked like a pile of wet Spanish moss. She said, um, quote, I couldn't speak, and I couldn't process what I was seeing. 
So even her saying that she couldn't process it, it right move? away. No, I guess it was just standing there. Like, huh? Because maybe it wasn't expecting to like see or hear a car. Maybe it was a younger skunk ape. It hasn't seen or heard a car yet. There was not a lot of traffic in the area because the area was flooded. Maybe it was like hiding in the area since it was flooded. Well, maybe his home got flooded and he was like, well, shoot, where do I go now? Yeah, seriously. And then it saw a big motorized vehicle or whatever it thought that thing was. A really loud and large bird. I don't know. Maybe it was around the area too, because since it was flooded, there was like fish around or something or amphibious creatures and critters. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But it was there and it was just hanging out. She said that when she told her husband what she had just seen, her husband turned around really quick and drove back the exact same way that they were coming from when she saw it and it was not there. It was gone already. So it was obviously some kind of creature. Some kind of bipedal creature. Yeah, that was big and soggy and uh, full of hair. Hmm. She described it as being between seven to eight foot tall and it had dark brown hair with a pointed head and broad shoulders and very thin hips. Oh. Yeah, which I've never heard the like thin hips. I guess it was sassy. (laughs) Sassy Sasquatch. Yeah, Sassy Squatch. Sassy Quatch. Sassy Skunk Ape. That's fine. That's your new username on uh, when you finally join Twitter. Sassy Skunk Ape. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then the last thing she said that she couldn't really see its face because its hair was all matted and wet. And that was it. So the only details she gave were very sort of like introductory Skunk Ape 101 details. Big or pointed head, big broad shoulders, I guess a, I guess thin hips or a thin waist, I don't know. And really tall. And super tall. But she couldn't see his face. She didn't say like, I could see the, the palms of its hands and I did a very quick precursory palm reading on it as we were driving by and it was obviously a Sagittarius and something something. And it's 27. It's 27 and years old. And it doesn't old. have a career. <laughs> it's 27 and I could tell Still by the lives marking. Still mom, doesn't have a career. Entrepreneur. But that was it. That's that's the whole report. That's the whole sighting. My my theory is that it took the BFRO a long time to put this report out because remember when I, I was talking about a few other Bigfoot sightings a while ago, the BFRO reporter I felt like was like fishing for information from people. Yeah. Like the one Bigfoot that was like uh, it had it was obviously a woman because it had Bigfoot breasts. Yeah. So I think that the BFRO love to get information from people and love to get way too much information from people. And this didn't have a lot of information. So they were like, eh. Well, how how big were its feet? Was it really like, how scared were you? Were you wearing a diaper? Was it wearing a diaper? (laughs) All all sorts of stuff. Does it say pop or soda? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or does it just call all pop Coke? (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i don't know like how far south that starts and stops where every soda pop is coke i don't know i mean we say pop i don't think i've i mean once in a great while will i say soda yeah and or I'm, i'll say soda pop or pop say, always has to come or in you'll there. say soda pop and then you have pop to convince the weasel, pop the soda pop my pop the soda pop please. lock and drop but when you do say soda pop you have to convince everyone that you are not an alien posing as a human right boy i sure could go for a soda pop <laughs> oh i am thirsty i sure could go for a mountain to do soda pop but that's interesting because especially with today's 
day and age. I mean, it's easy to Photoshop. It's easy to exaggerate. I mean, she could have like made this a way bigger story if it wasn't true. You're absolutely right. So I like the fact, I'm actually excited about the fact that there's not a lot of details in this sighting. She saw it. She thought it was Spanish moss at first. So misidentification told her husband, turn this bad boy around and don't spill my soda pop. And they turned around and she looked and it was gone. But while she saw it the first time, tall, maybe six to eight foot or whatever, couldn't see his face, wet and matted hair. Those are all things that you can pick up pretty easily, really quickly. I don't know. Florida's a little bit weird though. So like maybe it was just a really weird dude. It very well could have been a very weird man. Either way, I don't know what's more scary, seeing a really matted, weird, tall dude just like hanging out by the road or like seeing a Bigfoot. Yes, to both. Okay. A little bit more info on the skunk ape. Other names are the swamp ape, the Florida Bigfoot, which is like be a little more original, or the Mayaka or Miyaka ape, because it's typically seen around that area in Manatee County. Gotcha. The skunk ape is a cryptid or primate cryptid living in the Sunshine State. It emits a foul odor similar to that of a Bigfoot, I guess, indicating a possible defense mechanism that some scientists propose. Some scientists, meaning this could be very well made up. And the BFRO are like, oh, yeah, well, we know some scientists. So but we there there's there's too many to name or we forget their names. And they say that they emit a foul odor as a defense mechanism. Maybe they need to carry around a pocket full of posies so they don't smell bad. Maybe you're right. I actually think you are right. According to some scientists. Maybe we should write letters and put them out in the forest and say like, Dear Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, whatever, whatever they call you around here, put a pocket full of posies in your in your pocket so people won't smell your stench. Yeah. If you want to hide, like give them tips of hiding. Hide Like gooder. you're doing a really good job because like we haven't really found you yet, but like here are some tips to keep that mystery alive. If you see a guy from Finding Bigfoot named Matt Moneymaker, give him the world's worst wedgie. Yeah, he's horrible. He is horrible. There was this one time where they were doing like a special episode where it was like, get to know your Bigfoot hunters. And everyone was perfectly fine. Bobo is like the coolest human being on earth. But Matt Moneymaker, he did this joke to his wife while they were in their house. He told his wife to go make him a sandwich. (laughs) Was that a joke or was that just him being? He was, well, it was like a joke, quote unquote, but it was not a very good joke. But it was one of those things where he was like, well, I'm obviously in charge. Go make me a sandwich. And no. I was like, oh, man, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, moneymaker. Like, well, this guy has got to go. And like he he had proclaimed that he was the boss of the group and all the stuff. And everyone all was. The, all the female Bigfoots are going to be like, they're plotting right now after. Oh, my gosh. At him, and they're like, can you believe he just told his wife to go make him a sandwich? Like, oh, that's it. They're going to give him a wedgie and it's going to split him in half. that's a really nightmarish wedgie yeah it's an intense wedgie next week we'll talk about what do you think would be the most terrible wedgie ever next week we're only talking about ghosts that are ghosts because of they were wedgied to death people don't do wedgies still anymore right i remember my brother my brother gave me an extremely bad wedgie one time when i was younger and i thought that my butt was bleeding (laughs) (laughs) it was a bad wedgie i don't know what you want me to i don't know what you want me to say i've never gotten a wedgie i'm okay without it they're really bad hashtag wedgies are not appropriate anymore that's a very long that's a very long (laughs) i like the longer the hashtag the more i like them hashtag really not a big fan of wedgies these days or like i've ever been a fan yeah right you tell me 2018 and then you have the word hashtag in it 
Hashtag. So the actual hashtag. <laughs> I think wedgies are totally just overrated and they are sexual harassment. So don't do them. I think also if you want to like play a joke on someone or like de-pants somebody or what, just like just be funnier or just be more clever. Wedgies like it's not funny. Yeah, don't don't hurt It's each funny other to talk about wedgies because the name of it's very funny. <laughs> but like it's they're not very funny. But please give Matt Moneymaker a wedgie until he splits in half. <laughs> Hashtag new hashtag we're starting is wedgies ain't funny. No, ain't. And we'll bring ain't back in there. <laughs> but don't use punctuation in a hashtag because, you know, then it doesn't work. Save your money. Wedgies ain't funny. That's not bad, Lens. Uh, but I don't know what you're spending money on. But, you know, it rhymes. So I've been rhyming a lot this episode. I, I like it. Yeah, well, you are uh, good at rhyme. Good at rhyming. I rhyme all the time when I talk about mysteries and crime. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I guess our 40th episode has been a little bit longer than normal, but I guess you're welcome, everyone. So if you're still listening, thank you again to all of our listeners. <laughs> Without you, there is no us. Yeah, and I would just like to say, I, I know that we say it a lot, but over the past few weeks, we've noticed our weekly listens go up. And this past week's episode was, I maybe because you guys like our show, was absolutely nutty. Yeah, so thanks if you're telling friends or your enemies or your other ghost pals that are living in your house about our show. We appreciate the listens. We really do. And it, it really means a lot to us. Lindsay and I just like being here and talking and having fun. And the fact that at least even like one of you guys are listening, it's nice. It's nice that at least some people want to hear what we have to say about ghosts and silly things. I think it'd be really funny if we just had one listener that we did this show for every week. Oh, like uh, then who would it be? It would just be Molly. Molly, yeah. yeah Basically, that's Molly's life. She's it's just here. listening to us talk all the time. She's here for every episode. She and, is. And uh, a quick Molly update. Molly just got a brand new stuffed shark that's as big as she is, and she loves it. And, and she named it Rachel. Yep, she named it Rachel. And Rachel right now is on Molly's bed taking a nap, and Molly's under the table where we are taking a nap. Yeah. So there. Also, I'd like to give a thank you to Eli Chambers. He wrote the music that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. And Eli is booked for our 50th episode. Eli will be doing live sound effects for us in our episode. We're working it out. Eli's going to work it out. It is set in stone. So be ready and rowdy for our 50th Foley Artist episode. It'll be fun. Also, thank you very much to everyone over at the Scavengers Network. You can find out all about the shows there on various forms of social media. Just search Scavengers Network. And I believe there's a brand new website, just scavengersnetwork.com. Bunch of great shows on the network. Journey Under 30, a new live action RPG role-playing game show, Myth Takes, uh, Historical Hotties, State Your Case, Academy Outcasts. A bunch of great shows on the Check network. Them out. Go check them out. Why not? You could also follow us on social media, um, Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses, or send us an email at spooky at gmail.com. Well, until next Monday, have you go first because I, I never think of good ones. Uh, I wasn't prepared. Have a creepy lullaby. Yeah. Have Friday. Have a pocket full of Wednesdays. <laughs> okay. Emit a foul. London Bridge is falling downtown Tuesday. Downtown Tuesday? Yeah, I don't know if you go downtown for work, maybe. Maybe on Thursday you'll emit a foul odor like the skunk ape. Ew. Maybe people will mistake you for a pile of moss. Ew. Oh, yuck. 
we're well, not, I don't know why we decided to do this at the end of our show. It's like it just ha- it's just a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's our hobby uh, that okay. we're never prepared for. No, we never are. It's a it's a it's a it's a great hobby, and we're bad at it. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. How's your day? You enjoy your day? John, you enjoy your day? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, John, you enjoy your day? Probably. Hey, John, you enjoy your day? Enjoy your day.